0: What up, friends? Jeff Feinberg back here with you giving another edition of PGA Tour outright picks for OddsChecker.com US. We hit Patrick Cantley last week, 22 to 1. It was an aggressive set of plays for us. Um, Lower down the card, happy to come away with a winner. Sure, whatever. Got lucky, the whole ROM thing. I'm not here to debate that. I will say I feel like um, outside of the obvious debating points, he handled the entire situation with such maturity and I would say class for a guy that many considers a bit consider a bit of a hothead. Um, so yeah, I'll give him that. And John Rahm is gonna probably roar back and dominate. We got a US Open next week. I look forward to breaking that down thoroughly um, for you here at oddschecker.com slash US. John Rahm appears to be the standalone favorite. For the event right now, he has won at Torrey Pines. I mean, no one would be surprised if he wins. He, I mean, that was some dominating golf he is coming off of. Being, being standalone chalk, when we all agree that the world of golf is so competitive right now, the margins are so small. So for him to be the standalone chalk as a guy looking for his first major championship win is a huge ask, and, and to be honest, that's quite rarefied air. That is quite rarefied air. I'd argue maybe at Oakmont, when Dustin finally broke through, much like Rom, it's only a matter of time. We know it's going to happen. We know he'll win more than one. Uh, I recall, because I did bet it, he would have been 12 or 14 to 1, maybe co I don't believe he was standalone chalk, but but maybe he was. But that's the only event i could recall where someone won their first major championship at such premium chalk silly i just went into that we'll have so much time to debate the us open many would say to pass this event and let's just start talking us open no i'm here i got outright picks for you uh we got three of them for today 35 between 35 and 85 to 1 before we get into that do me a favor like this video sub to the OC feed and leave a comment. Tell me who you think is going to win the Palmetto championship this week, guys. uh, You know, it's no secret to those of us that like to bet golf week in, week out, brand new courses. You know, you deal with them with majors because you love majors so much and and there's so much excitement around that. Um, That being said, it is the Palmetto championship and there's an opportunity to win to win money, and the winner of this event will probably reward a higher price ticket than likely the fate one of the big boys that do go on to win the US Open. That is nor here nor there. The point I'm trying to make is, of course, we are unfamiliar with, we don't really have historical winning scores, which can help us gauge who the winner might be. And we don't really have a consort, a sheet of like who's the last five winners here. And from that, we see a, a golf skill set that really does um, rise to the top year in, year out. So we're naked on that front. And all we really know, uh, which is not much friends is that we're working with a Fazio design congregate golf club, 7,600 yards par 71. Apparently it's not going to play as long as that number. That's no surprise. We just came off Kiowa Island. I don't think we felt Kiowa played as long as that number. I'm not really comparing the courses other than to say, um, it might have some sandy dune areas that are probably very familiar from having just seen Kiowa and it's incredibly long, much like um, Kiowa Island was. Key stats for this event, key things that I would be looking for are strokes gained off the tee, sand saves, strokes gained around the green and strokes gained approach. No real secrets um, there. And trying to figure out what potential comp courses this might lend itself to I think you got to stare down desert golf, be it the desert swing on the PGA Tour or be it the Middle East um, swing around Christmas and New Year's that we see throughout the years and even some links to Australian golf courses. Uh, It could play hard and fast and a lot of run out, which we are expecting unless we get a downpour of rain. Really don't like doing all that course talk, but hey, it's somewhere we've never been. I'm naked to it. You're naked to it. Uh, my advice is we're just going to try to pick a lane. And as you'll see by my picks, we've, we, we've attempted to identify, um, we've attempted to identify a lane and we are going to stick through it. That is sort of how I like to play when we have unknowns, I'm going to guess how it's going to play. And then I'm going to load up that way. Anyhow, let's get into it. First pick off the board. Um, Ian Poulter, Ian Poulter, 35 to one guys. This is as low as 25 to one. So let's use that odds checker grid and find ourselves the best number. I'm seeing that 35-1 to over at Will Hill. Third place at the Colonial, and he's already qualified for the U.S. Open. Not to mention a solid finish, 30th at the PGA Championship, 21st at the Masters, 30th at Valspar. A run of really solid form pretty much since the Masters through now, for Ian Poulter, and you can make the case there aren't many players in this field at all who have that level of consistency in those type of events. Because this field is so trash, I should say we got Bryson and Dustin at chalk at 18-1 to 1, and Hatton and Fitz and Sungjae coming in at 20 with a little Fleetwood coming in just after that. And maybe I'll still make a decision down there. But this field is abysmal. This event was supposed to be the Canadian Open. I don't know. Maybe us in Canada should be maybe a little pleased. We don't have to see this field. That's a joke. It really sucks. And people need to get their stuff together, but that's not for this conversation. Um, but Ian Poulter, great form coming into this event. If you want to play the links angle, like, like, um, you know, I I mentioned some comp courses before. There's definitely a Scottish, um, links angle that could play in here, especially if the hard, hard rain stays away and we could get that run out. Um, He's already qualified for the U.S. Open, and let me put it this way. I think Ian Poulter is an absolute realist. The U.S. Open golf course will not work for Ian Poulter, especially Tory Pines. I think he sees this, op- this as a clearly a better opportunity based on the field, but one that also suits his game more. So while you could say, yeah, maybe he's focused on the U.S. Open – uh, I don't think so. I think he's just going to try to do his best at the U S open. Cause he realizes how hard of a golf course that is for his golf game. And he's realistic. He's going to go play it. Obviously he's not, not going to play it, but he is taking full advantage of this opportunity to have a very, very strong finish. I'm predicting a win in a, in a PGA tour event. Also, this is just straight, like nothing to do with stats or anything. Um, if there's any guy out there who wants to just find the answer in the dirt in terms of lifting a trophy after seeing Phil Mickelson win it, uh, you got to think that's just an extra spice for a player of Poulter status, of his age. I'm not comparing him to Mickelson, but be it what we saw from Jimmy Walker last week or a consortium of other um, older players. Just keep grinding. The answers are in the dirt. It was in the dirt for Phil? Hopefully it's in the dirt for you. Hopefully it's in the dirt for Ian. Must say, um, I could go on forever. I know you, it's Palmetto, Feinberg, why are you talking so much? Get out of here. Um, bu- bu- bu. This comes from Bamford Golf. What a great little tidbit. 17 top 10 finishes the week before a major He's won in Houston the week before a major. Some great Scottish Open finishes. So what we are taking from that is, uh, I don't know, Ian can play great before a major, whether it be on the European Tour or the PGA Tour. He This is a spot he likes, and this is a spot where he performs well at. So we are in, in this weak field on the docket backing Ian Poulter, who's going to bring a really hot putter into this event. Might even be, you know, the top three putter for the season in this field because his putting stats on the season for the whole tour feel like they're probably ranking in the top 10 at the moment. So we break it down into this field and he'd probably be shooting up the board. Okay. Let's move on Uh, a little farther up. 50 to one over at points bet. hv three, Harold Varner, the third Harold Varner, the third there's a 50 to one available on Harold Varner. Um, Strokes gained on the season has been very kind to Harold Varner. He's 42nd on tour this year. Again, as I mentioned with Poulter with the putting, how that ranks in this field, probably exponentially higher. Varner, as I'm mentioning, one of the better iron players in this event, has quality results on long par 71s in his career, has a victory, his lone victory, an Australian PGA. For those of you who want to make Aussie ties, Um, to this course here's the key for me when it comes to Harold Varner because yes I mentioned some stats and some history that could lead you there we get to Wells Fargo every year and Harold Varner talks himself into a knot that it's essentially his major it's his local event Um, he treats it like a major he brings a mentality of a major championship to the Wells Fargo at Quail Hollow well unfortunately that event has not been kind to him Uh, unfortunately that event has not been kind of lily not lily not right now i'm really i'm encouraging my daughter with some of the homeschool to try harder and participate more and she is knocking at the door to tell me she has done that um the life of being at home right now lily i'm really proud of you we'll talk about it in a couple minutes but i'm really proud of you okay we'll talk in a few minutes as if this video wasn't long enough. Where were we? Harold Varner Third. <laughs> Sorry. Professional would restart. I'm too far in and I like what I've already done. Okay. Harold Varner Third puts too much pressure on himself at Quail Hollow, but in events that aren't Quail Hollow in the Carolinas, he plays outstanding. Second at the Heritage, seventh at the Wyndham, Um, So hopefully this is just an event that, yeah, he's enjoying being in Carolina, very comfortable. The approach play um, will shine. And that is what we are banking on from Harold Varner III, 50-1. to uh, It does feel like he is on the precipice of winning an event, probably just like this. Maybe some might say even a bigger field win for Harold wouldn't surprise you. But, but yes, let's get our heritage, our Wyndham Carolina type results here, and not our Wells Fargo, where he puts too much pressure on himself. But when he takes down the local pressure on himself, he performs very well in the Carolinas. Finally, let's get out of here. Rafa cabrera Bayo, friends. Rafa cabrera Bayo, I mentioned the key stats um, for this event in an incredibly hyper recent form using Fantasy National via the last 12 rounds on a key stat model for Palmetto this week. He ranks fifth overall in key stats, right? Just ahead of him, Brooks and Hatton. Uh, ben Martin, surprisingly, uh, as well, finds his way up there. So there's a lot pointing um, to Rafa in this in this very micro moment in time, and I'm going to hopefully take advantage of it. What we've seen from Rafa, as well as we've seen him have very strong single rounds. Um, sure, he's a professional golfer; he should be able to have a very strong round. Let's not overrate that. but Hopefully, we're not. Then we've seen him put like a couple really good rounds together in an event and have decent finishes. Uh, even through last week, outside he, he made a triple at the last, he'd have gone to the weekend with a hyper late tee time at incredible difficult Memorial Golf Club. But even forgetting the triple at the last, he goes into the weekend in a great spot. Uh, his triple at the last on Friday, I'm referring to. So now we, we've had single rounds. We've put two great rounds together. Now let's do another. Let's add another block, Rafa. Let's make it three great rounds. Put us in position on Sunday to catch a ticket. That's all we can ask for. Rafa cabrera Bayo, 85 to one, as low as 66 to one. On my way out, I'm going to mention this a week like this is, is, a, is, Every week, every point matters. We always want the best number. A lot of the time, these books they copy each other. There are very similar numbers out there on golf tournaments. We'll probably see a lot of that maybe next week. You know, at least in the guys you want to bet to win. But events like this, where the field is so, you know, un, is so unflattering. You know, would be a nicer way to put it compared to what we deal with week in week out. Um, When the field, you know, is of this tier. The line discrepancy from shop to shop is incredible. And that makes using Odds Checker uh, and that grid even more paramount. As I've mentioned, you know, we got Raph at 88. There are 66s out there. But there are other players on the boards this week where I'm seeing 30, 40 point discrepancies in their odds. So shop, find the best number. And you better be doing that at OddsChecker.com slash US. We make it easy for you and get right to that book. I'm Jeff Feinberg. I did quite a few more minutes than I was anticipating on the Palmetto championship excited to do another video this week. So that's why you're going to sub to this feed. So that drops right in. And as well, my U S open content's going to come hot and heavy. So don't miss that. Uh, I'll see you later in the week, friends to talk more golf uh, and Hey, cameo behind the door from my daughter. Maybe next time I should have let her in anyhow. Uh, yeah. Let's cash one three outrights, 35 to 80 to five. Maybe we'll add something else later in the week. I'm Jeff Feinberg. I'm out.